0: Welcome everybody to Dragon Quest FM, my name is Austin, I'm BJ, and this is our follow-up episode to the Dragon Quest anime series Legend of the Hero Abel. Once again, this is a mostly spoiler-free discussion of the show and what we've seen so far. In today's episode, we're concentrating on how the anime series ties into Dragon Quest 3, Dragon Quest 4, and kind of, sort of, Dragon Quest 6. And four and six had not been released yet when the anime originally aired. We wanted to discuss this last week, and we just kind of ran out of time with all the other stuff we were talking about on the show. So this week, uh, we're doing an episode that's focusing primarily on all of that. Uh, Before we uh, get into that, though, we want to announce the winner of our monthly Patreon giveaway. We give away a $10 gift card every month. Uh, You can choose between like a Nintendo eShop playstation or xbox microsoft gift card Uh, and we do that the first of each and every month so it doesn't matter what tier you're at on our patreon page uh, you can win a ten dollar gift card to somewhere just by being one of our uh, patrons each month um the winner this time around was Todd Sullivan. Woohoo! Yeah, woo Todd. Yeah, congrats uh Todd and thanks for being one of our patrons. Also Todd has some pretty good luck cuz he won one of uh the geek to geek giveaways like last year.
1: Yeah, I think so. I can't remember which one it was, but I know he did.
0: Yeah, I think he I think he was the winner of the uh, Captain America Funko Pop keychain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah so uh so tied maybe when the maybe uh like play the lottery or something Yeah you might want to go buy
1: a <laughs> ticket something yeah go go play the slots for a while and or the dragon quest slots then it's, dragon quest slots that's less lucrative though yeah
0: it's less lucrative but it's equally satisfying maybe i don't know i've never won the real lottery but i feel like when I hit the, <laughs> but i felt i feel like when i hit the jackpot though in dragon quest 11 i'm always like yeah <laughs> well you said that you excited. and grace
1: were like jumping up and down and dancing when you hit it this last time in 11
0: so the, no that was uh, the first time the first time I, when i was playing on ps4 back in 2018 Okay. I thought that was the, uh, the switch one. No, it was the first time I'd ever like really played much in the casino at all. And, uh, we got super obsessed with roulette for a little while because my wife, uh, I don't want to say she likes to gamble. She likes to gamble, but she keeps it in check. It's just like if, if there's a slot machine around or like we go to Dave and Buster's, you know, the little like spin thing you can do at Dave and Buster's, it's yep. out tickets. Like she likes that kind of stuff. And you know, we've gone to a casino a couple of times just for fun, and she's not like addicted to it, but she does have a good time like with the slot machines.
1: And I've never gone to a casino or anything, so video game casinos are literally all I've ever experienced. So I'm just like, yeah, this is fun. I don't know how it would be real money.
0: I don't know if you would like it, because um at least all the ones here, they allow you to smoke oh, in yeah. them. I know you have asthma, so it might be a little too smoky for you. It's you true. also... They also really uh, enforce it if you have a child with you, um, because (laughs) you you, you have to be twenty one to step out on like the floor, right? And so, like one of the the one that we were at in this particular instance, our first daughter was only like six months old, Um, and and before you judge us too harshly, there's also like a hotel and like family stuff to do at. It's not (laughs) you didn't just bring a six month old to a casino, Um, but but we were there. And uh, my aunt and uncle were watching uh, Naomi for us, uh, taking her around to do some of the like family appropriate stuff. Yeah, and my wife and I were there uh, inside the casino, and then we were meeting back up. And so Grace, she was pushing Naomi, and we she thought, you know, hey, I'll cut this corner right here that goes out into the carpet, which is where you can tell like where the like floor is, the mm-hmm. casino floor versus just the walkway that anybody can walk on. And like, I mean, she got like the front wheel of the stroller onto that like carpet and like one of the security guys were like you can't be on here (laughs)
1: wow and
0: they're like on it yeah
1: like that is intense like that's i mean i understand why they're held to such high regulations and high standards for that stuff but man
0: yeah so anyway that's my casino story um and uh, before we get into today's episode, also while we're on the subject of Patreon with Todd being the winner, we do have a new patron. So that means that BJ gets to give them a real nice thank you. This one goes out to Maddie B. Maddie B. M- 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 Maddie, Maddie, M- Maddie, Maddie B. You're the best. Maddie B. The best. Maddie B. Thank you. All right. That one was, that was actually a pretty nice one. Sometimes you're, like too intense. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That that, that was good. I kind of, I I liked that one. I'm I'm glad. Yeah, I do get intense. It had a nice ring to it, but anyway, thanks Maddie B. Uh, we really appreciate your patronage and thanks for joining our Patreon. So let's talk about the, how the anime ties into other games in the series. Uh, I'm trying not to be too like obvious with these observations, but I also don't want to necessarily spoil too huge of reveals that are meant to like be like big deal reveals like uh you know when you're watching the show and i feel like the ones that are a big deal like i you can definitely tell that it's meant to be a big deal so i don't want to go too far into that Uh, but we'll just kind of go in order here so dragon quest 3 this game mentioned it last week uh dragon quest 3 came out in japan and then shortly thereafter we got this anime series in japan By the time they came out into English, you know, uh, the anime series was here. And then I think Dragon Warrior 3 came out like the next year, I think is what Mm -hmm. we had decided on. Right. We talked about it briefly last week. Right. Um, So anyway, because Dragon Quest 3 had only come out fairly recently, a lot of the anime is kind of, sort of, not really, but yet is based on Dragon Quest 3. So you see, <laughs> right. so you see some locations from Dragon Quest Three, like we talked about last week, uh, Green Lad and uh, Aliyahan. Uh, were all were, you know you have some locations that are in Dragon Quest Three. Uh, you have enemies uh, that you would recognize in the games, and even like some of the the big bad guys from Dragon Quest Three show up in the anime, although they do uh, look different. Uh, than their video game counterparts, uh, like especially Baramos, who's the big villain uh, in the anime, uh, he is um, quite different <laughs> than <laughs> I believe. than he looks in uh, Dragon Quest uh, Three. So, um, so f- to me, it's almost like the anime is like a like an alternate timeline for Dragon Quest Three in a lot of ways because it does it, it does tie. Back to Dragon Quest Three, but like not closely enough, it almost feels like it almost feels like someone couldn't afford the rights to Dragon Quest Three and wanted to base an anime off of it if that makes sense, <laughs> it does, but this was also
1: during the time when they did cartoons and things like that where it wasn't always just necessarily tied together with whatever property it was. It was whatever it is to sell this video game or to sell this toy, so it didn't necessarily may not have been a big thing that it was just drawing these kinds of, uh, of parallels with
0: them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it definitely, you know, has, has a feel. What I think is weird, uh, this, uh, I, I, I don't think this counts as a spoiler cause I don't want to give too much away, but what I thought was weird is that there is a character in the, some of the later episodes. So I guess, I guess I should mention again that we're, we've been watching, uh, we've been watching like twelve to thirteen episodes a week. Uh, before Dragon Quest Your Story comes out, we're just kind of watching the anime as something fun to do while we're waiting on that to come out on Netflix. So we've been watching this on February thirteenth. That's right. And we've been doing this as a group uh, with various people. And so, uh, so f- for the episodes we're supposed to get up to this week, um, you know, we're all around episode like thirty ish right now. Uh, so. Um, so, I don't think this counts as a spoiler, but I will say in some of the later episodes, you know, in the f- counting in the first 30, but later than, I guess last week we were like at 13 uh, around there and watching so, the anime. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so this is after that. Um, but there is a, I thought this was so weird. There is a character uh, in the anime that has the design and the model of Baramos from the video games. Ah.
1: And then Which is weird because he looks nothing like uh, Baramos in like the anime at Baramos doesn't look like that. So that's an odd choice.
0: Yeah, it, it's weird. It's like they have they have Baramos being the bad guy in this, but then they like use that model for a different character. And it was kind of weird, to be honest. That is um, super weird.
1: It's kind of like that Dragon Ball. uh Screenshot that was posted in the Twitter chat with the uh, the knight uh, being and now his name is is completely the knight aboard. Yeah,
0: that Steve posted in there. Yeah, yeah,
1: where it was just used in a different one. It's like, wow, that is straight up a Dragon Quest character.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I, so that's just kind of some different, uh, maybe not too spoilery things about Dragon Quest three that have made it into the anime. Um, there's. Also a surprise character from Dragon Quest 3 that shows up in the show. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is right now, but you got to watch it. If you want to know who it is, you got to watch it. (laughs) Um, But I I was kind of surprised to see uh, this character uh, make an appearance on the show. I thought that was kind of interesting. And it also, uh, you know, kind of makes me think more about like the alternate timelines for Dragon Quest 3 and stuff like that. So.
1: So which is really interesting to also think about because there's kind of those alternate timelines with the builders games as well for mm -hmm. one and two. So having this one tied in, I can't wait for builders three to tie in and just see the differences here and there too.
0: Yeah. And Dragon Quest has never like shied away from alternate timelines and, Mm -hmm. and just, and also like interdimensional travel, you know, you have the heroes games for everybody's coming through like portals from their own world (laughs) into this other world. I mean, they've never shied away from that kind of thing, but, um, then let's talk about dq4 so dragon quest 4 hadn't been released yet um, but in a lot of ways it's kind of like the anime was trying to hype it a little bit uh, at least in some regards they're trying to like get people kind of excited maybe by showing some new things in the anime that would eventually appear in dragon quest 4 but you just hadn't seen in any dragon quest games yet uh, and so that's been kind of cool uh, just i mean right from the get-go you know in the very first episode of the anime they're talking about a stark which is you know a huge part of the zenithia trilogy yep. uh so and it is different you know slightly different there from the uh the way it appears in the video games but still you know worth noting at least the stark shows up Uh, In the anime, and then later will show up, you know, Dragon Quest Four and the Zenithia trilogy.
1: And you better Um, watch out for spoilers because, I mean, if it do they get their head cut off like Ned Stark?
0: (laughs) Is that is that like a weird like Game of Thrones season one? Yeah, it was really bad. Very topical, man. I know, right? (laughs) That's what
1: my brain does.
0: Um, yeah, because that I mean that show. The first season of that show was like a long time was almost 10 years ago now. Isn't that crazy? Shut up. And the yeah, I mean the ago. the book was like what 93 something like that. Yeah, it was early 90s. Which which, you know, is around the same time that some of these Dragon Quest games released. So, uh so I guess it all ties back, right? We're all no. going to connect it to the early 90s.
1: <laughs> nope, that's, that's 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 too far even for me.
0: Uh but uh it is interesting that some of these Toriyama designs uh, from Dragon Quest 4, made it into the anime. By the way, we do now know Toriyama is 100% credited in the Japanese credits. We speculated on this in the last episode, but BJ and I don't speak Japanese, so we weren't like able to necessarily pick it out. But thanks to at slime underscore day on Twitter, uh, they messaged us and gave us a screenshot of uh, where Akira Toriyama's name shows up there in Japanese, translated it for us, and uh, sent us that info. So thanks to them uh, for Sending uh, that our way and for being able to to uh, read Japanese for us because that's got come in handy down the road, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, we really do appreciate that. Uh, I like it when people correct us so that we know this stuff.
0: Uh, and then uh, and then Dan, you know, game apartment 1C, he, he's uh, been on the show before. he's in that group chat. and one thing that totally I didn't even notice that he pointed out is that Abel's headpiece Uh, in the anime is almost identical to the one worn by the hero in four.
1: I didn't even notice that
0: you, you have the, you have the little like headband, you know, that looks very similar Mm -hmm. to the one in three, but then it has the like little like, uh, like angels wings off to the side.
1: Huh? I didn't even, didn't ever, never even cross my mind.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, as soon as he said it, I think everybody in the group chat was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. Um, and so, uh, so that's kind of cool, you know, that those kind of feathery, uh, things up here, uh, right there on uh, either side of Abel's head, his little headpiece looks very similar, which is also, I mean, culturally, I talked about this on my blog a little bit, but especially the beginning parts of this show, they, they have a lot of very like native American cultural vibe to them. You look at Abel and Tiara And, you know, their clothes, uh, their skin tones, they actually have a little bit darker skin um, than a lot of the people on the show. Um, And then, um, you know, just the stuff they're wearing, if you look at them. I mean, you know, if you've never watched the show and you want to Google, you know, what Tiara looks like. I mean, she looks like a like
1: she looks like a American princess. She she
0: looks like like Tiger Lily. Yeah. From like Disney's Peter Pan. I mean, she looks like a Native American princess. Yeah. And, and that's
1: really, really what it is with the headband, the braid, uh, ponytail, uh, the the sash that the even the design on the sashes that they wear. It really is.
0: And so so the feathers kind of go along with that mm-hmm. aesthetic. So I, I haven't found anything about this, but I'm kind of curious if, uh, you know, if this was just pulled from the anime, if maybe when Toriyama was doing the character there for Abel if he just pulled those feathers and added them onto the hero from four, because it makes a lot more sense just with the style and stuff in yeah four in, in the, in the anime series than it does in four to me. I mean, I get that there's like, you know, it has to do with like Zenithians and like flying yeah. and stuff like that, but still just the feather, the feathery headpiece kind of like definitely fits with that native American vibe. Right.
1: And even Moko Moko has the that kind of sash and everything on under the vest.
0: Yeah, and he, and he's from their village too. So you know he has that uh, he has that kind of darker complexion mm-hmm. as well. Old uh, Moko Moko name so nice. You say it twice. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs>
1: that's that's a me joke. You don't know that's. Nope.
0: It's it's really hard for me not to call him Moto Moto, um, which is from Madagascar too. Don't know if you've ever uh, seen that. Never seen that. He's like this uh, like womanizing hippo. You know, he got a big husky voice, and wow. that's how he introduces himself. He's like, a moto-moto, the name's so nice, you say it twice. Wow, never I, seen it. Nope. Yeah, no. I, I took one of my younger cousins to see it in theaters when uh, Madagascar 2 came out. I actually enjoyed the movie. I don't think I've seen it a single time since, but I mean-
1: I have- never been able to stay awake during the first Madagascar. Every single time I've tried to watch it, something has happened and I've fallen asleep at about the halfway mark and woken up right near the end. Like I have no idea what goes on there. And it's just like, it's not as though I'm disinterested. It's just like, I always fall asleep in it. Like always, it has been without fail. It's been like three times.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um, This is totally off subject, but... Uh, we were watching the wild on Disney plus the other day. Right. Um, which is just a blatant rip off of Madagascar. I don't know if you remember <laughs> when that movie came out. I don't, it's like pretty much the same exact animals inside of a city zoo escaping to the wild. I mean, it's the plot of Madagascar. Oh, wow. Um, you know, Thank lion is a main character. I mean, it, it was just like, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's like Madagascar came out and was a huge hit, and then Disney like did this like rush job. Like the animation's not even good. But anyway, it was weird. We didn't get through it. Even my kids hated it. <laughs> um. So, uh. So, so that's kind of the characters, I guess, and some of the the outfits that that tie into four. Uh, I noticed some enemies uh, that were being kind of teased in the show uh, that aren't in. Uh, that show up in Dragon Quest 4. So specifically, there's a there is a, there's a yellow dragon enemy uh, that shows up early on in the show that looks uh, a whole lot like a Komodo, um, which is an enemy that doesn't first appear until Dragon Quest 4. Okay. It appears in games after that. Um, I even caught one recently in Dragon Quest Monsters Joker, but um, it first appeared in Dragon Quest 4, and there's definitely an enemy that's there that's you know part of Bramos's like army on his airship, um, and it looks you know like it like because the, the style of the monsters on the anime are different from the video game, just mm-hmm. kind of the aesthetics of them, and so it's a little hard to tell like because it does look different from the actual Komodo in the game, but I mean you know it looks more like a Komodo from the game than say like the crabs that show up on the anime look like the you know crabber dabber and <laughs> all of those you know from the from the games so um so to me at least uh, i feel like some of the monster designs are kind of teased here on the show uh before uh showing up in the uh in the game uh one thing i thought about as we we're uh watching this and you know doing notes for today is that it's almost like uh you remember on the muppet show uh when luke skywalker he mark hamill shows off a new luke skywalker outfit
1: yep yep you remember i remember that? yep i'm pretty sure am i the one who showed you that as like a freshman comp class because i know i showed um, it in class a bunch
0: I, I i grew up watching like muppet show on tv like reruns and stuff Okay. And I think that was
1: one of my favorite episodes where Luke comes out in his like, uh, Bespin, uh, like Commander Luke wear and, uh, his, his like the tan outfit. Mm -hmm. It's the first time anybody had seen his Empire Strikes Back stuff in like 1979.
0: Yeah. And maybe, maybe you did, but I definitely know I had seen it before then because I was like super into like Sesame Street and the Muppets and stuff when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching Muppet show reruns at my grandparents' house. And then they also, in the 90s, remember when they, they revamped the Muppet show for like a TGIF. Oh yeah. Like talk show kind of thing. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah. So a- anyway, but that's what it made me think of is kind of like, is, you know, Mark Campbell showing off the Luke Skywalker outfit on the Muppet show.
1: Yeah. Just to show what's coming up. So yeah. you get excited about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, different things I found in the anime looks like it's kind of doing that sort of thing, but for dragon quests uh, for, um, Kind of like I teased with Dragon Quest 3 when we were talking about that, there's also uh, two characters that show up from Dragon Quest 4 that uh, are apparently showing up on the show, and uh, I haven't seen them yet, but I know who the two characters are. They got spoiled for me, but it's not a huge deal. I mean, I'm I'm not going to cry about it, but um, I'm really surprised, and I'm interested in getting to that part of the show and seeing how that works out because... Um, that would kind of bring in the connections to Dragon Quest IV more so than any of the other stuff we've talked about today. So so I'm interested in getting to that part. Um, one other thing we wanted to mention is Dragon Quest VI, which would have come out a lot later than this. But weirdly enough, um, the character Moore, he's kind of like the wizard lackey to Baramos on the anime series. He looks suspiciously like Murdaw from Dragon Quest VI. Oh, and I don't know that character at all. Murdaw is kind of like the guy that you think is going to be the big bad guy in Dragon Quest VI. Right. And then you defeat him, and that's when you actually unlock, like, vocations in the actual game. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, but he does. Uh, he looks just like, more. and Murdaugh look exactly alike. Uh, Taloon, uh, someone who is in our group chat... Uh, pointed this one out Uh, i had mentioned in the group chat about how i thought that more looked like a character from another dragon quest game but i couldn't quite place them and i was like maybe it's this like i would found one of the forms of uh, i think it was nimzo okay and i was like it kind of sort of looks like this but he's just green instead but um and then taloon was like no, it's Murda and like shared some pictures and stuff like that. And I know we shared that on Twitter too. Um, so for that one, you know, I'm not really sure if Toriyama is just kind of like recycling designs or if there's supposed to be some bigger connection so far, it just kind of seems like a coincidence. It's like, I'd he, say
1: it's a coincidence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like he drew more for the show and then they needed something for Murdaugh and he basically just kind of like tweaked the, uh, the clothes that, Murdoch's mm-hmm. wearing and then uh or that Moore was wearing and made Murdoch because I mean they're you know they look so much alike
1: it's and that's not of unheard of in uncanny. animation or uh, game design
0: oh right I, I, yeah I mean I'm not I'm not knocking on him for doing that I'm just uh trying to bring up like how interesting it is that there's mm-hmm. like all this stuff in the anime that you see first that then makes it way into like the video games yep. um Last week, by the way, just thought of this too. Last week we were talking about the gemstones and how the monsters turn into gemstones. Right. Apparently that's a TV trope. Is it? Yeah, apparently. I've I don't never... know. Like if you if you go to like the TV tropes website, yeah. uh, One of the thing is like body bodies being turned into jewels. Huh. Is like a is like a trope that's seen in like anime and other TV shows. So.
1: And it's never something that's even caught my attention.
0: Yeah, me neither. So apparently it's a TV trope, although I still I still go with my original theory about how how it's like for the sake of the world and trading in money and stuff.
1: Yep. I'm holding with that one. I (laughs) much prefer in-universe in-universe explanations as opposed to uh, stuff like genre conventions and tropes whenever I can.
0: Uh, So before we get on to the last part of today's episode, we wanted to mention really quickly uh, that you may have noticed we have a new logo for season two. Because we do and that's right we do um and so a huge thank you to dragon quest fan artist gabby uh she drew you and me riding our slimes for the new design Uh, so just be sure to check out gabby's work and you know you can even commission her for stuff like we did uh you can find her on twitter and look at her art uh the twitter handle is at hocus chimera as in the dragon quest enemy Hocus mm-hmm. Chimera and we'll put a link to her art and uh, our show notes as well. So that you can click on over and view her stuff on Twitter. Uh, but thanks again, Gabby. We really like the, uh, the new look, yep, um, it's new season, awesome. new season, new look uh, for us. Uh, then uh, just wanted to, you know, take a second to mention that. And then uh, for the kind of the last part of today's show, uh, we just want to talk just a bit about the so-called lost episode. Uh, uh, Legend of the Hero Abel uh, finally got around to watching it um, and sp- speaking of Taloon a moment ago. He got there first in the group chat and kind of gave us all a heads up. Uh, but the last episode is kind of a, a weird like disappointment.
1: <laughs> and it makes me sad whenever something like that happens where you're looking so forward to it. And then it's like, oh, they just kind of cannibalize this for other stuff.
0: Yeah, because we were, I think... I know I was and um, like, I know Steve had mentioned it. I know, I know some other people were kind of thinking this as well. There must be something like, like scandalous, controversial uh, to borrow some other people's words for it. Right. Um, But uh, you know, like there, there, we all kind of assume there was something that some reason why it was cut. And from what we can tell uh, it's really just a cut footage from this episode because this was originally episode 33 so they cut off some of the stuff early in that episode and put it with episode 32 on the DVD release and then they cut some of the later stuff and put it to what would is actually episode 34 but would become episode 33 on the DVD release so it's not complicated at all I know so if you're watching the anime on YouTube uh, like we are then the last episode is kind of going to feel repetitive because there's some new footage on there, um, but it doesn't really seem like anything worth like mentioning even. Um, it's, I mean, it's just kind of some stuff that moves the plot forward, but the stuff that I guess needed to be on there, they cut and added into the episode 32 and 33s of the DVD releases. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: so they had moved all of the necessary stuff to move the plot forward. You know, to where it moved the plot forward and just cut kind of the uh, the chaff on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still cool to see hard to find Dragon Quest content. Um, and you know, shout out to uh, Element Seven for putting the video up and letting us see it. But um, it's still, I don't know. It was just weird because uh, it, I, you know, just assumed there was some reason, interesting reason, why it was cut, and it was kind of just like, yeah, it was just. They just kind of trimmed the fat and like put it into two separate episodes and did away with that one. Um,
1: but at least you got to see it. Like at, at least, least we it's got to see out it. there, and there's Dragon Quest content that may not have been able to be seen otherwise.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least now I can say, like, "Hey, I've seen the lost episode of Legend of the Hero Abel." I mean, I'm going to put that on my resume. <laughs> I'm going to put it on your tombstone. <laughs> no, I'm so I've, I've joked around about this for my wife for like. <laughs> a decade, I guess that when I, I want to be cremated first of all, but, but you know, if I get a headstone or whatever, which I really don't even care about um, I like half jokingly tell her that I want on my tombstone, I want it to read. um, I want to be the girl with the most cake, which is a quote, which is a quote from doll parts by hole, the band. Wow. From like 1994. That just, I mean, I like the song, but something about that line cracks me up every time. And I just think it'd be really funny on my, like headstone to just have. I want to be the girl with the most cake <laughs> written on it. Oh, I bet she hates that. Yeah, she always just kind of rolls her eyes. She doesn't want me to be cremated either. It like grosses her out the way. Oh, really? Embal- the way embalming grosses me out is the way uh, cremation kind of grosses her out. For some yeah, reason. Jennifer
1: and I don't like embalming, so I know that I'm going to be cremated, and I'm pretty sure she is too. Yeah, so like I'm not a hundred percent on hers, but I think she at least is not going to be embalmed. And uh, so that just makes it cost a lot more and stuff like that. But just embalming is a gross process and unnecessary.
0: Yeah. I I told Grace that she can just like shoot me out of a cannon into the ocean for all I care. Like, I'm I'm cool with that.
1: I will Uh, pay to see that. I will pay to go to your funeral.
0: This episode took a very morbid turn. (laughs) It did. It did. Uh, So so let's. Power through here. Get back to some happy stuff. Um, so so next week, uh, like we like BJ mentioned earlier, Dragon Quest, your story comes out on Netflix on February 13th. Uh, next week's episode, though, we're not doing an episode on your story because it's only like 24 hours after it came out. We want to give people lots more time to watch it before we do right. an episode on it. Uh, so next week, we're going to be doing a Valentine's Day special. So we're going to be talking about all the reasons we love Dragon Quest. Yeah, oh, oh, it's going to be sweet. It is going to be sweet. Um, So, you know, uh, check back with us next week. We're going to do a special Valentine's Day episode. And probably the week after that, we'll talk about some Your Story on Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that
1: will be the Your Story episode. Yeah, because
0: I'm sure there's going to be a lot that we want to say about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. For good or bad, we'll see. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, you know, you can keep watching Legend of the Hero Abel with us. Uh, we are getting into like the final uh, about 12 episodes here uh, for the entire show. So we'll see how the show ends, where things are going. And I'm sure we'll do a uh, like at least mention some of the final stuff with Legend of the Hero Abel when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Remember, if you want to talk to us directly, you can do that on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at DragonQuestFM. And you can always uh, check out my Dragon Quest blog. That's at DragonQuestAustin.com.
1: And I'm on Twitter as at Professor uh, You can also listen to me on the geek to geek podcast where we talk about all sorts of geeky, pop culture-y stuff. Uh, you can see that and more of the geek to geek Media Network where we have all of the blogs, video game reviews, and links to our Slack and Discord at geek2geekmedia.com.
0: Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.